You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Bills Mafia. We know there's only one topic every day. All Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bovey and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. It's always game day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bovey. We are reacting very, very quickly to the news that broke on Monday. Tremaine Edmonds, no longer a Buffalo Bill. He is headed to the Chicago Bears, reportedly from Adam Schefter. $18 million average deal over four years. Four years, $72 million. 50 million guaranteed. So we figured we'd talk about it here and discuss other moves the Bills have made throughout the day today. And while we're talking to you, we might even get more moves to react to, whether it's the Bills or around the league. Matt, in the meantime, we're also doing this because you don't have much time (laughs) for this podcast after this. No. So my wife and I, today is the due date for our baby. I haven't talked about it on the podcast, really. Thank you. I appreciate it. This is our first baby. So it's going to be an eventful week. I'm not going to be able to do a podcast later in the week. So I wanted to make sure that we were able to do something before we went to the hospital. So it's honestly been a nice distraction on this Monday of the start of free agency, kind of following everything along because I'm so anxious and nervous about what's to come that this is kind of taking my mind away from it for a little bit. So I'm happy we're able to do it. And obviously there's plenty of big stuff to talk about. Well, amazing. Congratulations. You guys Thank are you. great parents and it's going to be a, it's going to be a very uh, nerve wracking next, you know, whatever, 48 hours or so, but you're, you're yeah. in your hands and then you guys will be great. All right. Yeah. So let's react to this news. Tremaine Edmonds, after five years in a Bills uniform, heads to the Chicago Bears, still only 25 years old. I've been saying, Matt, on the radio that this really is kind of the poster child for what the Bills would love to do, which is draft, develop, retain. They couldn't retain him. The, for whatever reason, maybe we'll learn more where the bill's just not willing to go that high. Did he just, you know, feel like he had a better situation, whatever it is, that's what it is. But I think the overall point here is this is the first real big draft pick that's developed under Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott that the bills have to let walk out the door. Yeah. When you put it that way, it's interesting. And I think that they probably wanted to keep Tremaine Edmonds, but that number is just so big and it feels like spending that much money on what I would say is your second best linebacker probably isn't great business. Eventually you are going to need to let difficult, you know, really good players walk away. You're going to need to make these difficult decisions. And I would bet that for 13, $14 million, they were probably in on Tremaine Edmonds. But once the number got up to 18 and there was that much guaranteed money, they were like, you know what? We can go get somebody who's 75% the player that Tremaine Edmonds is for nine or $10 million. And then use that extra money to go get, another offensive lineman, another safety who might replace Jordan Poyer, maybe another weapon for the offense. So I'm surprised 
surprised, I'd say, to see Tremaine Edmonds leave. But knowing the number that he's getting, I'm not surprised the Bills weren't in the market for someone that was that expensive. All right, we'll get into that again. Um, Not Bills-related, but this does impact the Bills, possibly. Jesse Bates is headed to the Atlanta Falcons. That one is just coming over as we're talking. Jesse Bates may be considered the number one safety on the market, mm-hmm. but now we now we wait to see the numbers here on him because this will impact the other Buffalo Bills top free agent, and that obviously is Jordan Poyer. Going to probably be a lot of money, I'm assuming. I wonder, man, that's tough. And also, the Bengals have kind of lost a lot of people today, right? There have been a couple other players. They're both of their safeties, I think, are now gone. Yeah, Von the Bell. One, they did resign Jermaine Pratt, though. Von Bell signed somewhere else. So, yeah, I mean, th- this is what happens. Like, when you're good teams, you can't keep everybody. It's why it was such like an enigma a couple years ago when the Bills were able to keep Matt Milano, Daryl Williams, John Feliciano. It was like, okay, let's take one more run at this. But as these, uh, as we see the numbers for Jesse Bates, it's probably going to be a lot of money. And that's probably that's. Oh, do you have them? Yeah, uh, I don't have them, but Ian Rappaport does. I'm going to tell you them. Okay. Four years, $16 million per year for Jesse Bates. Okay, so Jesse Bates is 26, so he's significantly younger than Jordan Poyer. So my guess is that those numbers, um, what do you think it's realistic for Poyer to get? Um, I always thought that Jordan would get 11 or 12. That's what I always thought. It depends. I don't know, you know, at his age, he's not going to get a really long deal, but maybe the annual that annual average will be around there because he'll get money up front because of his age or something like that. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of money. $16 million a year for a safety fourth highest paid in NFL history. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that that's probably right in the wheelhouse of what Poyer will get 10, 11, somewhere in that range. So sorry to, you know, kind of jump on an offshoot no, here to get to Jordan Poyer. Yeah. yeah. This is what we're doing. It's live. I mean, do you think the bills made a mistake not signing Tremaine Edmonds? I don't think they made a mistake. I think that it's a loss for sure. I, mm-hmm. Mistake is a tough word. I think you have to balance everything. I think he's a good player. Look, um, it's funny. I'm going to go on Chicago radio tonight and actually not, not long after we're done with this. And they're going to ask me about Tremaine Edmonds. Here's what I'm going to tell them, Matt. I'm going to say, look, this is a really good player. He's one of the better middle linebackers in the entire NFL. He brings a great skill set. He's super rangy. He's long. He's athletic. He can go sideline to sideline. However, the issue is a, he hasn't made really big, impactful plays in his five years, and that's partly because he's not strong at the point of attack. He does get a little bit swallowed up strength-wise by bigger offensive linemen, and he's just a tick late sometimes. So if you can live with those things, but you use him you know, to his skill set with the rangy athleticism, he's a very good zone coverage guy because of his range. Like Those are great assets, but you're going to get frustrated with him knowing Hey, it's time for our middle linebacker to make a play. And he just hasn't. Yeah. I think when you're paying that premium for somebody, you expect them to make those big splash plays, which is why maybe some people have been down on Edmonds more than I think they should. Every smart football person that I've ever talked to talks about how valuable and how good Tremaine Edmonds is. They always say, man, this guy's a freak. He covers up so many things on a defense that you would never notice. He covers lanes in the middle of the field because of his length, because of his size. But when you pay somebody $18 million, I think you expect all of those things, but you also expect an interception, a strip sack, a forced fumble. And those happen, 
but it feels like those don't happen enough to warrant that kind of money, but they do happen with Milano. Like that is maybe Milano can make those plays because Edmonds is doing all those other things, but I'm willing to roll the dice on Milano to continue to kind of have that impact, even next to somebody who is ultimately kind of a step back as a level player compared to what Tremaine Edmonds is. It's just like with what you were paying Milano, especially given the extension and Tremaine Edmonds having $30 million tied up with two linebackers just seemed like not the business plan. The bills probably wanted to get into on that note. Let's talk about Milano real quick to end this segment. So um, I I had tweet about, and I'd written about the possibility of the bills doing this. I had heard some rumblings that maybe they were investigating doing something with Milano's contract. So it made sense after I looked at it to say, okay, well he's got two years left. And then two void years. And for people who don't know what that means is the bills are paying for the extra two years, but he's not on the team. They just do that to spread the money out. Well, basically what I said, what they could do, it looks like they did. We don't know the exact figures yet that they took those two void years and just put them under contract for those years that allowed them to pay him more money. Got $14 million reportedly more in cash and they lowered his cap hit uh, by $6 million. It was scheduled to count about nine. He had a base salary of over $9 million this year, cap hit of 13. So now he's in the fold. Now you're right. Now you're not paying all this money for these two linebackers. You have this one guy. I've seen people, Matt, wonder, could they move Matt Milano to middle? Could he play the Mike linebacker spot? I'm not here to tell you he can't do it. I think he could do it. I don't think the bills would want him to do it. I don't think they'll ask him to do it. And I don't think it's where he's used best because he is an all pro first team, all pro to will linebacker spot. Instead of having to go in the middle at his size, six foot two twenty, where he'd have to take on more interior offensive linemen and go up and downhill. I don't think that's what the bills are trying to do here. I think what is the, what do we think realistically the bills can go out and spend to get another linebacker that isn't going to be as good as Tremaine Edmonds, but is still going to be, you know, a strong starter for them at a position that they value. What would you put the number at? Like $10 million. Is that probably nine to 10? I was going to say nine to 10. Yep. And, and I think at that cost, you're okay doing that because it then frees up all of this money that you can use elsewhere. That's the one thing. Yes, you are losing Tremaine Edmonds, but you are gaining all of this space that you weren't going to have if you kept him to do other things. And I realize that he's a really good player, but I think there are bigger holes that this Bills team needs to figure out. The first thing I tweeted when the move was first reported was use the $18 million to go find weapons on offense. And I know they still need to find somebody because it's not like they're going to be like, AJ Klein, come on down. You're going to start every single game next to Matt Milano. You could probably keep him and like having him in a rotation just because you know that he can kind of play there for a couple games here and there. I don't think I'm ready to sign up AJ Klein to be like your, you know, full-time no. starter, but my goodness, you open up so much money. Like if you lose Tremaine Edmonds, but can go get a stud wide receiver or, you know, another really good tight end and another guard or a right tackle to compete with Spencer Brown. I think that makes more of an impact. The thing I said was, okay, you're losing a little bit on defense, go score 40 points every game. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you got on defense. If you can just keep on putting up points. I think I keep going back to the super bowl and how good the Eagles defense was and look at what the chiefs did to them. Like in those moments, you still I'm not discrediting defense. I'm just saying with Josh Allen as your quarterback, your fastball should always be your offense. Invest in your fastball. The bills do have options internally also to replace Tremaine Edmonds. We'll talk about that on it's always game day in Buffalo. Hey, it's Sal Capaccio from it's always game day in Buffalo. It's not just a podcast. It's the 25th hour of your day. 
your weekly source for all things Buffalo Bills. Right on time, your time. In the car, navigate the streets with NFL wisdom in your ear. We accompany every errand you need to run. Washing the windows or vacuuming the carpets? Don't just clean, conquer. Podcasts make you more productive because we fit perfectly into your schedule. Follow It's Always Game Day in Buffalo in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, Matt, I agree with you that A.J. Klein is not like a 17-game starter. Oh, no, he's just going to plug in. However, I'll say this. I do think that's the type of linebacker maybe the Bills should target to replace Tremaine. I I think one of the things that's hurt the Bills' defense at times, you know, they've had these moments where they just can't stop the run over the last few years. We know that. And I think it's because they have two linebackers in Milano and Evans that are kind of really similar in skill set. They're Mm sideline to sideline. They're not downhill thumpers. I think they need a downhill thumper. The problem is if they go with Terrell Bernard, I don't think that's him, but I think they could look at Terrell Bernard. And like you said, AJ Klein is there. Well, AJ Klein to me has that skill set. He's just not at the level where you're going to ask him to be the 17 game starter. So this is going to be a tricky one now. Do you think, would you be interested in a short-term contract with Bobby Wagner? If he would be interested? Like his market, money, va- absolutely. his market value on spot track right now is $9.3 million. Now, obviously, you know, a team is going to probably pay more than that to get somebody who's a name in this league. But if you're the bills and you really wanted to bring back Tremaine Edmonds, I know this contradicts everything that I said about going out and getting a splash player for the offense. But if you can go out and get Bobby Wagner for $10 million, that's still $8 million less than you are going to have to spend for Tremaine Edmonds. And I don't think the drop off there is super significant, at least not right now. Down the road, it will be because Tremaine Edmonds is still so young and Bobby Wagner is like 32 years old or something. But be 33 it, actually in June, yes. But you know what? Like you're in your window right now. See if he wants to sign a two-year deal or a two-year deal with a void year on the other end of it just to make the money more manageable. And then you still have that extra money that you can go out and spend on, you know, we'll talk about somebody like a Connor McGovern level player because that's around what the, the difference would be. You could get Bobby Wagner at $10, $11 million and a Connor McGovern type player for what it would have cost to keep Tremaine Edmonds. And I think the bills are better if they're able to get two of those types of guys than just the one in Edmonds. Bobby Wagner is an eight time pro bowler and six time all pro. <laughs> I mean, this is a really, really good player. So yes, would I be interested in that money? I would. I don't know if that's going to be the money, though. I mean, it looked like off-ball linebackers weren't going to make that much. Then suddenly Tremaine blows it up because getting the $18 million. So, yes, I would. But I do wonder. I, I think by taking Terrell Bernard in the third round last year, they'll look at that and go, look, this is why we spent this asset on him. Like, he's going to get every chance to win the job. I, I feel like that might be, or at least, you know, a chance to compete for it. We'll see. We'll see where they go on it. All right, let's pivot, though, and talk about the moves that they did make. Connor McGovern has been the biggest signing so far for the Bills or at least agree to terms they can't actually sign until um, Wednesday at 4 p.m. By the way, I don't call it legal tampering. I hate that. I think it's an oxymoron. Those two yeah. things contradict each other. Yeah, no, it's just the, the negotiating period. The negotiating period, yes. <laughs> um, during the negotiating period, they have reportedly agreed to terms with Connor McGovern, not the one for the Jets, 
the one for the, the other Cowboys. Connor there McGovern. Are two Connor McGovern's that play O line in this league. This is the type of signing that I think the Bills have kind of really been signaling for the last few months that they were going to try and get a versatile interior offensive lineman who's a very good pass blocker. That's what he is. Yeah, Connor McGovern could probably play every single spot on the offensive line besides left tackle. So that's what you want. You want somebody with versatility. It protects you a little bit because Mitch Morris has had concussion problems. He's getting older. You don't know how long he's going to play if something happens to him. And you have Ryan Bates, who's also a very versatile player. So to me, what this says is, okay, you're going to have Deion Dawkins at left tackle, Connor McGovern at right, or excuse me, left guard, Mitch Morse at center, Ryan Bates at right guard, and then something else at right tackle, whether it's Spencer Brown or somebody that they go out and sign. But he, to me, slots in immediately as a starter. And yeah, they spent significant money, not crazy money, but significant money to have him. But it feels like that was a really weak point for the Bills offensive line last year with Roger Saffold. And that's why I think they were okay spending, you know, pretty good money and trying to make sure that that is not a position of weakness moving forward. So Connor McGovern reportedly joins the bills. I think that means that they're not going to bring back Roger Saffold, right? I mean, I would anticipate that would be the case. Um, they do have Ryan Bates who played also at Penn state. So did Connor McGovern uh, at guard. He's also versatile. Ryan Bates can play every position, Matt. That's what's mm-hmm. funny. Like these, these guards that they, they have, they both actually even played tackle. I think Bates was more in the preseason. Govern played McGovern played in the regular season. The other thing about Connor McGovern is he actually played fullback a little bit with the Dallas Cowboys. Like that's how versatile this guy could be. I don't expect the bills to suddenly roll out a playbook, including Connor McGovern in the backfield, but man, it's nice to have that versatility. Yeah. And you know what? I feel like it's smart for the bills to address this early. And I know that usually a lot of these guys who agree to terms right away, it's because this is the best deal that they're going to get. It's the most money that any teams are going to throw at them. But I feel like the bills took this as a position of need and said, okay, what do we need to address moving forward? And they were like, okay, we need to get better guard play. And that's why they see this as a step up from Saffold who they had last year and injuries always happen. Like the offensive line, it feels like there's always injuries there. So this does give them a little bit of insurance if there is an injury, because you have this piece where you can move up and down and Connor McGovern is still only 25 years old. So this is a player who was a day two draft pick who went into the league, made a really nice impact, played a lot of really meaningful snaps and is now cashing in on a payday. So good for the bills because he is still somebody who's younger. It's a little bit different than what they did with Roger Saffold last year. Last year, they went out and they got this guy who was a big name who was, you know, on the wrong side of his career, but thought maybe he could, you know, kind of catch lightning in a bottle. This time they're going with somebody who they think their best football is ahead of them. The Steelers have reached an agreement with I think I'm comfortable saying future hall of famer, Patrick Peterson, defensive back. That's a surprise. No one really had them on the radar. The Steelers signing Patrick Peterson. This guy came out in 2011. He's been in the league 12 years, three time, all pro eight time pro bowler, Patrick Peterson going to the Steelers. The bills still have some work to do on their back end. We'll see, but they did make an announcement today. The bills have re-signed cam Lewis. Now we sit here and do this. We're talking about all these names and someone goes, okay, well come on bills, you know, cam Lewis, but these are the kinds of things they're going to do, Matt. They're going to start sign these guys. Cam Lewis is one of them. We'll get to what they did on special teams as well. They signed a few guys, but you know, the bills, as much as everybody wants them to go out and make signings, trades, whatever, I get it. Retaining their own players is always going to be number one priority for Brandon B. Yeah. And they love Cam Lewis as a special teams player. And I know the first thing that people think of with Cam Lewis is the Justin Jefferson catch and 
I get it. There's going to be a lot of scar tissue from that moment, but you need to round out your roster with players like this. And they do trust Cam Lewis. Cam Lewis probably should not have been in that position in the first place, but he was. And ultimately that's what happened. He's made some nice plays for them over the years. I don't think it's anything to, you know, really get super excited about, but at the same time, it's not anything to like, you don't just write it off either because there's a reason they're bringing him back. Yeah. I do wonder what happens on the back end. They listed him as a corner. Remember he played safety in that game against yeah. the Vikings, right? So cam is actually listed as a corner. I think Cam Lewis's true value to the Bills is actually he is the backup slot corner to Taron Johnson. If Taron yes. Johnson goes down, Cam Lewis goes in. I mean, that's really what it is. I think they think very highly of him in that role, but circumstances dictated that he had to do some other things. Before we move on to the other moves they made, let's just talk about Jordan Poyer real quick. Do any of the moves today, does any thing that's happened over the last, you know, 24 hours, whatever, move you either way on if the Bills will or will not be able to retain Jordan Poyer? I feel like he has moved on, but at the same time, if he went into today thinking I'm going to go get 13, 14, $15 million from somewhere and that money just isn't out there, maybe the bills kind of sneak their way back into the conversation. And they're like, Hey, Jordan, we'd love to have you for a couple more years. If you're interested, we'll give you 10 or 11 because maybe they went in thinking, okay, we're going to keep Tremaine Edmonds. That money's not going to be available. We're going to have to let Poyer walk. I mean, if there's going to be a team out there that gives Poyer big money, he's gone. But if the interest outside the Bills organization isn't as strong, I don't think they've closed the door completely on that. You look like you're, is there another deal that just happened? Mm, no, but I don't know how, I don't know how to phrase this without like saying like, I'm not reporting it's going to happen or anything, but other people have mentioned this. Now I'm also hearing it's possible the Bills and Jamal Williams could be a fit for each other. Okay. That would be really interesting. Like, Wow. So I, I'm, not, I'm not here to tell you that it's, it's going to happen or it's imminent. I don't know that. I would just say, be on the lookout for that possibly happening. Okay. And if that does happen, I really like the person. So I'm trying to, I think he's a fascinating person. So you I think that might last year. How could you not? Right? That might sway me a little bit, but I do think that Jamal Williams would be in. I got, we need, if that happened, we would need to see what the terms are. I just think, man, that would be a really nice compliment to have with James Cook. And that would end all of the running back in the first round smoke that we've had to talk about for the last couple of months because that would completely change things. So, I mean, if you get Jamal Williams and you have James Cook, you've got your kind of fire and ice. You've got your guy who, when you're inside the five, listen, I know Jamal Williams has never been considered like an elite running back in the NFL, but my goodness, when we saw him up close on Thanksgiving, it looks like he was just running through that Bills defensive line with ease, just getting five yards, six yards, five yards. And they need somebody around the goal line who they can trust. I'm so sick of the Bills on short yardage plays running the quarterback sneak where they motion Gabe Davis behind Josh Allen and shove him because they don't have a running back who they can turn around and just hand it to and get a yard. So that would fix that problem. Okay, so if it happens, I need you to, you know, well, well you'll be busy with the baby and everything. You, you, I'm going to be busy. Some, you got to give me some love and say, as Sal Capaccio, as Sal Sports mentioned on the podcast, that this could possibly happen, you know, something like that. I got to give some love. I, I don't know if it's going to, I really don't. The other thing that I'm hearing is Cole Beasley, maybe Giants. That could be something that to be on the lookout for. I think that's well, also, by, by the way, out there. I think Paul Leonard in New York reported that, but it's something I heard yesterday on the heels of, Beasley tweeting out that, Oh, I'm going to be the oldest receiver in the league. And I'm like, well, you don't have a job right now. So how do you know you're going to be in the league? Guys love Brian Dable. 
People yeah. adore Brian Dable. So for Cole, we talked to him at the end of the year and we're like, is it bills or nothing? And he stopped short of saying that, but I think it would take like a really special opportunity for him to kind of go somewhere else and try and start this all over. So obviously familiarity with Dable, with Joe Shane, with let's see who else is there. Feliciano Feliciano is still there. Right? I think he's gone now. Yeah. Is he gone now? Okay. But like, you know, there is familiarity with people in the giants organization. Where did Feliciano go? Oh, no, I think he is. Let me see. Is he a free agent? I'm going to look this up right now. And I think he's a free agent now. No, he is not. Okay. He still plays for the giants. I thought they're moving on from him. I could be wrong. There was something there. My apologies. I thought he was a free agent or they were moving on for him from him, but I guess Bobby J- and Bobby Johnson is still there, right? Is their uh, offensive line talking. coach? Yeah. And obviously you're, you made the right point though. You know, Joe Shane, Brian Dable, you know, a, a situation he'd be familiar with, but who knows? I mean, maybe the bills are still in the mix and they want to bring him back, but it feels like, and it sounds like, and I've heard uh, that those two parties have been uh, kind of eyeing each other. Okay. Uh, let's talk about what the bills have also done because they did make and sign a few other guys to retain them, which is their philosophy. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's always game day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, WGR Sports Radio 550. Soon to be dad, Matt Bove, WKBW <laughs> TV That's Channel 7. Weird. He's the sports director, the ABC affiliate. That's still weird. And, and it is. It's going to be great, man. It's going to be. And we still are wondering. We don't know. Are you? Gonna, why don't you reveal it right in the podcast? Boy or girl? Just tell us. Oh, my gosh. My mother would kill me. She's been trying to <laughs> she's been trying to get this out of me for months and months and months. I, I was promise telling, not to release the podcast until it comes out. No, I can't do I, that. I, gotta get I, out I was telling my wife, it, it is a bit surreal when you find out that you're having a baby and then you think that's so far away, like, Oh, March 13th, the due date, that is so far away. And then we were sitting around today because my paternity leave from WKBW started today. We're sitting in our living room and we're like, Oh my God, like it's real. Like any day now it's happening. So it, you know, it's something every emotion possible has been happening today. And I'm anticipating that's going to continue. So like I said, at the beginning, this is a very welcome distraction. And my wife said too, she's like, no, go record something with sale. Cause this is going to feel normal. And we need to make today feel as normal as possible. Well, I love that. I could be a distraction. So tell her, thank you very much. Um, and <laughs> as I said to Matt off the air and anybody who's a first time parent knows this, the most nerve wracking drive of your life will be <sighs> the first time your child is buckled into that back seat and you leave the hospital to go home. You're going to get a ticket for driving so slow. Well, I already was thinking about, are there back roads from the hospital <laughs> to the Grand Island Bridge? I'll already be scared enough going over the Grand Island Bridge. Yeah. But I'm just, yeah. I mean, it, we actually had the conversation, like, you know, the baby on board sticker. She wants to get one of those for her car because she swears that people drive differently. If you uh, see a baby on board thing, I, I'm not going to put it on my car, but she's going to put it on hers. And, you know, we'll just, oh, my God. Yeah. Flashers, 20 miles an hour. We'll just get home. My 15 minute commute will probably take like 45. All right, Matt, start wherever you want on any of these. Naeem Hines staying with the bills on a restructured deal. Sam Martin resigned punter mm-hmm. three year contract. Tyler made special teams, backup linebacker 
one-year deal. Avoid second-year, but one-year deal. Start wherever you want on those. I'm going to go rapid fire on all three of them. I'm going to say Sam Martin, like, whatever. Saw the terms to the contract. Seems like that's fair for both sides. Medikevich, special teams guy. Want to lock him up. Makes sense. Naheem Hines, like. I thought the number would be a little bit lower than it was. I believe I saw Elena Getzenberg from ESPN report. The cap hit went down to about $3.5 million. So a pay cut, probably still a little bit more than you would have wanted to pay him, but I really like the player. And I think it's a nice insurance policy if you don't go out and get another running back. So I know we just talked about Williams, but if that doesn't happen, I think you can trust Naheem Hines playing a role on the offense and obviously a role on special teams. So of the three, that's the one I like the most because I like the player the most. Okay. If, if the bills do sign Jamal Williams, like we said, there seems to be some rumblings out there that that could be something. And even Mike Giardi was talking about it basically. So I think then you for sure, then Hines only plays basically the punt return kick return spot. And then he's a, like a gadget guy, kind of like he was last year. So everybody who's talking about getting Hines more involved in the offense, if you sign a guy like Jamal Williams, Hines isn't playing a lot on the offense because you have James Cook, who had a really nice year last year for a rookie when he actually started touching the ball. I think, though, he can play a bigger role in the passing game. Like, I think that you can have him line up in the slot. You can almost do things that you wanted to do with Isaiah McKenzie with Naheem Hines. Now, I know that his skill set isn't exactly the same, but I trust him. I think he's a playmaker. I think teams need guys who are playmakers, and so be it. If he's the fifth or sixth option on your offense down the line, I still think that means you're a threat because I don't think anybody's sleeping on Naheem Hines. Like, I think he makes a bigger impact than... Cole Beasley and John Brown made going into this season when they were on the, you know, back half of their careers. And that's putting it generously. Reports are surfacing that uh, Bobby Wagner could be uh, the Cowboys and his old team. The Seahawks could be uh, both interested in his services. We were talking about him earlier. All right. Tyler Medikevich. He's, he's, he's one of the better, you know, pure special teams players in the league. And we do know the bills really love having those kinds of guys. I mean, heck, they just resigned Cam Lewis is going to play on special teams when he's active. He's also a backup. Um, they, we know they have Saran Neal. They like for that Jaquan Johnson's a free agent. We'll see. So I guess the question is, this is what I see a lot of people say, and I, I don't want to dismiss this because I believe special teams are important. And when you have a really good roster, you're going to have to have those players and they can really help you out. Do they put too much emphasis on those guys having too many of those guys on the roster that, Oh, you're a special teams guy. You don't really play offense or defense. Saran Neal, Taiwan Jones, the last few years, Tyler made mm-hmm. Do they, do they have too many of those guys? I don't think they do, but I think that he's an easier guy to justify the contract or the money or whatever it is, because I think he plays a more important position. Like I think that he provides you with some solid depth at linebacker in a pinch more so than a guy like Taiwan Jones does like Taiwan Jones is not getting carries. He's not getting snaps offensively. If you have injuries, Medikevich might. So that's why to me, I think it's easier to kind of stomach those players than it is for the guy like Saran Neal is at the top of the list because he's a special teams ace and he can actually play meaningful snaps for you. Taiwan Jones, I would say is on the, you know, in my opinion, even though he's a really good special teams player, doesn't do a ton for your offense really at all. What about the signing and re-signing, I should say, of Sam Martin and what he was able to do coming in last year after the Matt Ariza situation? We all know, uh, you know, the Bills moved on from Matt and they were looking for a punter. They got him late in the game to come in here. 
I mean, they must really feel good to give him a three-year deal after really the the one year that they saw from him. But, you know, I would say so limited, even the, the amount of punts was limited for Sam Martin, but they must really feel good about what Sam Martin did last year. Yeah, and I think that that's kind of keep your core together. Reed Ferguson, Tyler Bass, Sam Martin, they yeah. all had strong years last year. Just kind of bring the band back together because that's such a specialized unit that I think that that makes sense. I, I don't think, you know, I don't think the money is anything like so substantial that it surprised me. It was a little bit more than you would think. But then after seeing the terms, it's kind of a glorified one-year contract, and then they can kind of get out of it if they want to. So it, it didn't shock me. And I, and I thought he did a good enough job to win the job and keep him around. All right. Before we head out of here, simple question for you. Yeah. By the time this podcast is in everyone's phones, wherever they listen, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you pod, Odyssey app, of course, right? Will Aaron Rodgers officially be a New York Jet? Yes. Will something officially happen with Aaron Rodgers? I think so. I, I think it'll even. Well, we are recording this on Monday early it's evening. 5.01 p.m. right now. I think it'll happen by later this evening or on Tuesday. That is my read on it. That's what it seems like. You know, I think the first report that I saw was from Trey Wingo and it seems like he's got a relationship with Aaron Rodgers from over the years, all of the stories that they did together. So I trust him and I trust all of the jets players tweeting, you know, about their excitement And my goodness is the AFC East going to be fun this year. It's going to be awesome with all the storylines. If Rodgers goes to the Jets, I think Jets are going to be a prime week one, prime time candidate. That could be even the Bills, right? I mean, with with the division the way it is. You could see any of those matchups, really, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Jets. It is also weird, I'll say, the Patriots are looking up at everybody now, Matt, I think. Oh, for sure. I think if you're a Patriots fan, you're probably sitting here. Yeah, if you're a Patriots fan, you're probably sitting here right now and going like, there is a significant gap between us and the other three teams in the division. What are we going to do? And it probably makes the, you know, the, the clock tick on the Mac Jones thing even faster because you're sitting there like, is he the guy like the other quarterbacks in the division are Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and Tua. Now I know there's injury questions with Tua, but Tua when he was healthy last year was way better than Mac Jones has been at any point since he joined the Patriots. So you got to figure that out. You got to figure out what you're going to do. Well, maybe we get this podcast up before that. So Lucas Buckley is our guy who does that. We want to thank him for all his hard work. Lucas Buckley uh, puts the podcast up for us. He produces when we're all done recording and Matt, you go have a baby, buddy. You go have a baby. You and your lovely wife. Thank you very much. And I did just see actually another thing about Jamal Williams to the bills from Mike Girardi. So see? interesting. You see, yeah, it, it I never mean, stops. you're going to have a baby and you're talking about Jamal Williams going to the bills. Well, it, I, I was sitting in my living room when the Tremaine Edmonds news broke and my mother was here picking up my dog. Cause she's going to watch the dog for, you know, the next couple of days while we're in the hospital. And I said aloud to my mom and to my wife, Oh, Tremaine Edmonds is going to the bears. And they both gasped. They were like, oh, he's leaving. So I was like, man, I should probably like message sale to see if we want to record something quick. So I'm excited, but yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I was thinking, if we end up in the hospital tonight, I'll put on the Sabres Leafs and watch that for a little bit. Just another distraction. And no. also, I, you know, the yeah. Sabres. The Sabres you do a live podcast from there, too, if you want. There's, You know, there might be a little bit too much background noise. There might be a little bit too much beeping on monitors and, you know, the random person running into the room and me freaking out. So uh-huh. I, I think I'll spare everybody of that. All right. Well, 
you guys, uh, you guys go do what you got to do. And whenever you. you're ready to come back on this podcast, we'll do it again, buddy. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. I hope everybody enjoys the chaos that is free agency week.